before? Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, I don't know. Durant's such a fucking baby. Like, I'm just so okay. sick of his shit. Like, dog, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just delete your socials and fuck off. Hang on. Like, They're both babies, though. Like, Rappaport yeah, delete. But Dude. He's, he's a comedian. He's a he's a shock jock comedian. That's his, that's his career path. I feel that, but I still feel NBA athletes where it's like, you think you can come up to me and tell me to like fuck my own face and shit like that. Like, I'm gonna get Ray back in yours. I, I'm with Durant. I, I mean, obviously, he went a little, little far. <laughs> he went a little far. Uh, but with that being said, like, I think Rappaport, and I liked Rappaport before this, I think he was a way bigger bitch in the situation. And I was ready to be like, oh, what did Kevin do? I'm pretty good. It might work. Um, let me get some. Uh, I don't even care. Like we can just fucking jump in when in like a few minutes. You want to? We'll get live and direct, bitch. You 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 feel like you'd rather get moving, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So are we doing one super long episode? or Are we gonna do two? Let's like, do two. Actual, Let's like, do we're like two cut it off hours. And then be like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll do like a normal one, and then we'll just take like I don't know. I, I don't know. We could do different ways. We could do like a 15 minute break and like literally let the files compress and then start a new recording because that's easier for editing purposes probably a better idea because it yes. takes about 15 minutes to, to yes. compress and do that and that that'll that'll be a perfect break and then we'll come back on hit record again and just fucking do another one I think I think yeah I I think that's a, yeah, I think that it's guy, an underrated season of TV show. That guy who plays Ziggy. Every time I see him in any other fucking show or movie Can't or anything, I'm like, you are so typecast as Ziggy for me, bro. Like, I'm sorry, dog. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, when you go on HBO and you run around, you like have a scene where you literally just run with your dick hanging out a bunch. Like, <laughs> I feel like your agent, yeah. your agent's ability to narrow you down for for other roles is a little like. Hey, listen. Uh, whoa. In this one, we're only going to have your balls out, okay? <laughs> this is just bare ass. Can you do bare ass? Oh, I can do bare ass. Oh, bare man. Ass. All right, buddy. It's uh, 1.49 p.m. It is April the 4th. It's that faux faux. Uh, this is episode 27. I, I actually genuinely have to ask you again. It is 27? episode 27, my friend. 27. And also, show some respect to Easter, bro. Happy Easter. It's Easter yes. Sunday, baby. Ha- well, it's because it's going to come out like on Thursday next week. So that doesn't matter. We, I we've hope already you had a happy this. Easter. Yes. Right, we I, live in the for mo- the listeners. We, right. We live in the moment. That's what exactly. we're getting at, right? You guys so. get the conversation a couple days later. It is what it is. You just have to know that as the listener. Right. But we, we live in the moment. <laughs> trying to live all games no practice all games no practice uh yes this is episode 27 of the fucking a podcast thanks for joining us folks thanks for uh thanks for being patient with us while we were off for a week needed uh, a break yeah we're no we're not perfect and let's be honest not none of you are paying us yet so you know, <laughs> <laughs> once you start paying my bills, you can tell me when. And that's right. That's right. We'll feel a little bit more guilty, a little bit of guilt this time, but not not enough. Yeah. Really. That's uh, all right. I needed the time. It's been a been a hectic little little bit in my life for the past yeah. couple of weeks. So. Yeah. How are you doing, by the way? Of course. <sighs> better now. Better now. Uh, just to be fully transparent, uh, my dog had a really, really, really bad uh, bladder infection still kind of going on so we've been dealing with that poor thing's been pissing everywhere can't control herself I feel right. awful 
don't have kids. So to me, that's my kid. So that, that shit sucked. It's getting better though. And then on top of that, uh, for anybody that lives in the Durham area, uh, you might've seen on CP 24 there, the drunk driver in South Oshawa, uh, that smashed a woman in through a daycare wall. That was my girlfriend's aunt. Uh, so she was in pretty horrible condition, but is doing a lot better. Although still has a bunch of surgeries to go completely shattered, both hips, pelvis, uh, one of her legs, uh, completely crushed foot, uh, her arm. She ended up basically on top of the vehicle. So her, her total upper body is, is okay. Thankfully. And her spine's okay. But yeah, it was a pretty wild weekend. So, well, we're, yeah. we're glad you're back. We're glad, um, uh, your girl's aunt is, is, uh, you know, making good signs, good signs, yeah, bro. Good they signs got her on uh, the mend, you know, I got mean, her out of was... the coma, got her to nod, got her to like, be like, Hey, I can acknowledge you guys got her to yeah. move her hands and her feet. Like she's, she's doing better. So yeah. Bad incident. And, and, you know, uh, praise we, up we for both Mandy. Saw the... Yeah. Yeah. Shout out from the podcast, man. You know, it's good to, it's good to have that time to sort of regroup, you know, things are going on. So, yeah. You know, but glad to, back. glad to, glad to be back on the track this week. Back you know, with a vengeance, so, so we just we just were talking about, um, you know, sort of the the trouble in the city that that is in the city of Toronto. That is that, you know, you often witness. I witness whenever I managed to come back there, too. You know, it's mm-hmm. so we had a we also had a bit of a, a discussion a week or two ago that uh, a, a sort of idea since we're both also wearing right now, we are both garbed <laughs> in our own merchandise here. So, you know, here's here's something that Matt sort of floated and, and we sort of spitballed and I think we should discuss, which is we wanted to debate, but we saved it for the show. We did. We decided so, we should talk about this on air live. Right. So we decided. So we were thinking, you know, the, our product of the day is our own merchandise, which looks great, fits great. And then you should totally consider buying. But also, we're, we're still a young and new and relatively unknown podcast. and We like to hypothesize on ways to get the word out. So. We wanted to to discuss this and also put it out to our listeners to let me know, to let both of us know what the ethics of this scenario is. And and Matt, why don't you explain what the plan okay. was? Okay, so as a blitz marketing campaign slash humanitarian effort, <laughs> is it morally ethical to hand out a bunch of your t-shirts to underhoused people for them to wear and simultaneously advertise for you. Is that is that an unethical thing to do? Right. <laughs> My gut immediately says yes, absolutely. Like I just feel like it's wrong. But I like this one but, because it 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 kind of doesn't feel it, like it's that bad. It actually serves a purpose. It does. Like you're actually helping people out. I just feel like the second, like even if you're like, yeah, I'm helping people out. The second you even start to twist that negative, people are not gonna want to fight back on that. They're gonna be like, uh, yeah, I'm not getting into that one with these people. Like it is what it is. Like they. So I feel like immediately it would be spun as like a you're taking oh. advantage of homeless people okay so but then the uh, there's this the underhouse excuse this me. is this is the secondly correct term person this is the second part of the discussion here which is that if <laughs> if you did this right mm-hmm. let's say all across toronto Mm-hmm. Let's say you went around, you know, a city, you know, the, our locale of the world, right? And a bit mm-hmm. of big market at that, that has a serious problem right now, a, a genuinely serious problem, jokes aside. 
if we went and not just t-shirts like long sleeves hoodies like we can <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna fit them out <laughs> we could no but with this variety like you know for the winter months if it, the fog gets cold you know it's cold outside you get a hoodie so it's a little more protection so if if we say had the funds to hand out like a thousand shirts do you think it would work <sighs> Do you think any do you think are any more human beings would listen to this podcast as a result of it? I almost feel like you would be it'd be like that fucking. Uh, so I know you go on YouTube. You probably get ads for that fucking mobile game. What is it? Raid Shadow Legends. Your YouTube videos. All this. I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, thank God. Never mind. OK, okay. so. I just feel like people would be so inundated with it and also disgusted by it. So let's say every homeless person you saw had a had a um, you know fucking a hat, a winter toque. We did a like the the building homes thing. We do the toques, you know, <laughs> with our logo on it. Like yeah, we're helping out. We're doing good stuff. We help the homeless. When in reality, maybe if you're like you see, every homeless person you see that has one of those on that gives you an issue, you'd be like fucking fuck that podcast. So I don't know. I don't know if it have the effect that we want. Do you think do you think we could find a manufacturer to we'll do it without the word like we just we just can't have fuck on it. Right. So we'll do yeah. like the shield, like the logo shield. We'll put something else like, you know what I mean? And then and then we'll just do a little like black and red toques with the logo and like just do, do the exact. We'll just steal that same charity campaign idea and just do it to help home to help fight homelessness. We'll pick a charity. We'll promote the show. This thing is it still has to be altruistic. We can't just we can't take profits. Well, here's the issue. Here's the issue is that we've shot ourselves in the foot here because you're right. Yeah. You, okay. you have to you have to go off and be altruistic about it. But the fact that we've even discussed it on here and talked about marketing at all in any way, shape or form and then put it out as a product, people are going to be like, that ruins all altruism. Motive. Like you're telling me that like Pepsi doesn't sponsor charity events and then put their fucking name all over. I don't it? think it does, but I think the view gets twisted. But Pepsi also doesn't. This go is the special Olympics brought to with. you by RBC. You know, like it, what's the fucking difference? This is this is people who have these are underhouse people who don't have clothes being given you, clothes brought to you by fucking a. Are you equating underhouse people to Special Olympics participants? I'm equating I'm equating groups of society that often require charitable handouts because we don't adequately support them as it is. And that major corporations use as a, an altruistic function, which is really just a PR campaign. Why can't we do the same as a podcast? We're, this is the thing. I don't think there's a right or wrong here. I think it's equally. I think the balances of the universe are are even on this one. Okay. We are both doing something that is slightly selfish, but not fully selfish because we're not in it for money. We found we a space. A <laughs> we took advantage. We found a space. <laughs> all we want is the name being out there. Right. But we want people to know that it's that it's done in a good cause, which is providing clothing for people. I think this is even. I feel like it teeters on immorally unethical. <laughs> if it's if it's unethical, it's it's it is if between ethical and non-ethical, it's on the non-ethical side, right? But yes. not very far, and and no different than so much shit that other people do already. All charity events get sponsors. That's literally how they get money. But then those sponsors also want their signs up at the event. Or serving mm. their coffee or doing something, <sighs> right? Like I just feel like the narrative could so easily be spun in like so negative. And then once the narrative of that is is takes over, good luck kind no. of thing, right? Canadian Tire funds uh under like underfunded sports programs, right? The jumpstart campaign. Right. And True. what are they what happens there? Everything you go to around them has their logo on it. 
a little modified charity jumpstart logo mostly, but nevertheless, that shit is everywhere. Canadian Tire is doing both charitable events and promoting their name. This is this is above board, dog. I'm telling mm. you. I feel like they do it under the guise of, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. I guess it is the same thing. It's I guess exact right. same thing. I guess you're right. We're we're the fucking a. We're just the we're we're the capitalists of the podcast world. Use charity to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, uh. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we don't have thousands of dollars to do that. So yeah, no, not yet. Every dollar that goes to hey, here's podcast, the question for you: What if eventually what? one day, through profit? we reinvest that money into those t-shirts to then give out. Can we write those expenses off as a tax write-off? Well, we don't, we claim that probably charitable donation. Probably, but we'll need like, we'll need like good, like accountants. Yeah. Only good lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, by then we'll have to have make enough money where we can pay someone to be like, yeah, no, do this. Like a word. Yeah. Uh, I run a laundromat for cash. Don't worry about it. Yeah. By that point, the show will be one hour and about 37 minutes of it will be advertising. We'll literally crack one joke and then it'll be right back to like this podcast is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Like that's how it's gonna work. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by our merchandise. Buy it. <laughs> Please buy our own shit. We, I think we've plugged our own merchandise enough. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just it's just not helping. It's really, really not helping. So it is what it is. Sometimes you gotta plug, buddy. Sometimes you gotta plug. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you gotta quit too. So my first story for you up here today, Amazon driver out of Denver, Colorado. His name is Vic, and he no longer works for Amazon because he's resigned from his position. <sighs> because the final straw he quotes as saying, the company's new AI-powered truck cameras that they can sense when workers yawn or don't use seat belts that have been installed in the trucks and are monitoring employees. So yes, Amazon has actually installed these AI-powered cameras into some of their delivery vehicles that straight up track you the entire time you're working so at first uh, you had to sign into an app a second party app where they would track your route okay no problem you're delivery guy they're going to track your route it is what it is then they had to start taking photos of themselves at the start of their shifts you know to prove that they were in good working condition and attire and were ready to go and now they've installed ai cameras into the actual vehicles themselves so the program is called driver eye and it's made by a company uh, called netrodyne so this camera is always on okay Right. scans your body language, the speed of your vehicle, and even something like if you're drowsy or not. And then it'll use an automated verbal alert to notify the driver of any violations of said thing. Right. So this guy, Vic, uh, out in Denver, said it was his last draw, quit, and then went to the papers and was like, this is what's going on. And here we are, two idiots fucking talking about it. Well, can you imagine that, dog? Like literally being analyzed second per second by a fucking camera Didn't we, why do i have this recollection like way back hey look at this we've done enough episodes that i can't remember past things now but didn't we talk about something like this way back where there was like a microsoft office you know thing in development or microsoft was developing some office thing yep. where they and could they watch fought you through. back against it yeah yep. they're like they like That's stopped. Right. so they were so this stuff was already being made anyway by somebody else yep and now amazon's got it in their delivery trucks i mean yawning ding, 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 ding. yeah like bro. is this is this supposed to stop like 18 wheeler like long haulers from dozing off is that no this is argument? like this is amazon's fucking like delivery trucks right? are these so like the vans know. that roll around town like is that these are, i think these are the house to house ones yeah so here's my thought like here's a beyond yeah fuck off fuck right off fuck off this has some like silent alarm activated fucking vibes to it you know what i'm saying like this almost feels satirical everything they do is just like 
how how much can we micromanage human beings into literal nothing? Well, like, they've gone so far as actually my girl sent me an article this this morning. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, at some locations now, they're apparently offering employees up to $2,000 to fucking resign, resign so that they are not able to vote and operate in the next upcoming union stuff. And any uh, employees that this is become hired on to, to replace them, yeah, who uh, who get hired after a certain date aren't able to unionize. Apparently, it's like in the contract shit now or something like that, right? So I guess I don't have it in front of me. But point being yeah, is that this yeah. is the company that will pay you to quit. Because they don't want to give you fucking anything. Yeah. After Jeff Bezos makes what, like $49 million an hour uh, or hey, something hey, stupid hey, like that? Are hey, Bezos not in charge anymore? Remember? Oh, like bullshit, bro. He's on the board. He's well, on the board. He still makes decisions. I feel bad for the, the whatever deal the guy who replaced him must have cut. Because, I mean, that's why he's leaving. He doesn't want to He doesn't want to be the guy who gets asked about about worker, about labor relations. He, he just absolutely... He just wants to go say he's playing with spaceships while they're like literally yeah. calling in the fucking Pinkertons to like beat up rioters. Like they, you know, they're going to be, they might be the great union battle that we, of our time that we see. It's starting right now. It's, you know. Oh, did you see the tweet there about uh, someone calling them out on the drivers pissing in bottles or whatever? Yeah, and then they were like, no, we don't. Like, no, we don't. And then someone was like, actually, here's the proof of this. And what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah, like Yo, that's. Apparently yeah. Apparently that tweet actually got flagged by Amazon's own fucking IT team because they oh. thought it was a bot. They're oh, like someone they has were hacked. hacked. Yeah. Literally thought they were hacked because they're like, no, that we can't have tweeted that from an official account. Oh my god, we did. So one employee at the company got into serious trouble. Yeah, right? probably some fucking like some intern or some yeah, shit. Some, some social media manager, <laughs> some right? Social media kid who some got like a twenty-four year old out of college. Oh yeah, like, you oh, want to be like that? Amazon. Yeah. Fuck you. No, we don't. Don't be mean to them. You don't know how hard it is being the world's largest supplier of retail goods. You don't know what really goes on behind closed doors. <laughs> Leave Amazon alone. Um, okay, I want you to buckle up for this one. Okay, seatbelt in because I know where your head's going to go. And a few people, this is your your, your brain's going to pretty quickly catch on to where this one's going. So, all right, I got you. The New York City Councilman, uh, sorry, New York, New York City Council Member Ben Callis says he quote watched in horror last month. When city police in New York City responded to a hostage situation in the Bronx using Boston Dynamics DigiDog, Digi-dog. a remotely operated robotic dog equipped with surveillance cameras. Pictures of the DigiDog went viral on Twitter, in part due to their uncanny resemblance. This is where, <laughs> tell me if you know where this is going. Their uncanny resemblance with world ending machines in the Netflix science fiction series Black Mirror. Oh goodness! So, it, did you see the whole show? Did you ever watch it, or anybody who's I, listening who's watch I, it? I was really, really, really high when I watched that. Do whole you series remember an episode honest. that was in black and white, and it was just this woman running away from these like robotic four-legged dogs with guns that took shoot people? No, but that sounds like a Fahrenheit four five one, bro. That's yeah, the, you're good. Yeah, there's, close. There's, there's the dogs with the fire team in the, there. The, but yeah, still. the fire. Okay, so there's an episode like that. There are these little four. They literally look like dogs. They have, they're they're about dog sized four Jesus legs Christ. and they and they can run around they literally run around they run upstairs and run all over the place so this guy was terrified because the ones that the new york city police are actually using now look exactly like the exactly <laughs> like they, these of course they do it's of like i'm pretty sure do. the people of black mirror literally just modeled theirs off of the youtube videos of this thing from years ago right so he introduced a bill this guy he in the new york city uh legislature here that would uh not ban unarmed utility robots like the digi dog right only the weaponized version of it <clears throat> okay 
Yeah, nice idea, right? So robotics experts and ethicists say that he has tapped into the concerns about the increasing militarization of police. They are increasing access to sophisticated robots through private vendors and a controversial military equipment pipeline. Police in Massachusetts and Hawaii are currently testing the DigiDog as well. Like, bro, they're going to be again kids in bush parties you know what i'm saying all of a sudden you're gonna have a fucking robotic dog that has night vision chasing you at nighttime while you're just trying to drink beers with your friends fuck but, man i mean this we gotta talk about this right yeah Where especially does it end, giving exactly, it to right? like regular co- to police departments like people who we are already at a point right now are like clearly need a little bit of reevaluating in certain ways that you know what if we just gave them robotic murder dogs instead? You know, <laughs> robotic <laughs> release the hounds. Yeah, like Dude. this is this is how this okay, is how the on, world on, ends, on, isn't it? On, right. Hang on, but they want to sell you on the guys that they're not weaponized, and that part's illegal. And they're not going to bite people or shoot you with a gun attached to its back. So it's okay for now. It's just surveillance. We're doing our job. We need this, America. We need to spend more money on police force stuff. Right. 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 So let's right. spend it on stuff that oppresses you even you know more what? and you is know basically what? unconstitutional. Police, That's fucked we up, buy robotic murder dogs. You know, the criminals, they go out, ro- they get robotic murder RPG dogs. That's, you know, this is how this works, man. Got to defend it's an arms it. arms race. Exactly. Okay. It's an arms race. Ladies Patrick, and gentlemen, we're in an arms race right now with, <laughs> with other dogs. people. With hound dogs. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. All right. Patrick Lynn, director of the Ethics and Emerging Sciences Group at California Polytechnic University, big fan, obviously, says, quote, non-lethal robots could very well morph into lethal ones. Of c- no fucking shit. No, this is the next logical step. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is a guy who apparently briefed the CIA during the Obama administration and is a strong supporter of banning armed robots. I mean, we're actually having this conversation that government agencies are like, should we be careful about the, the robots that could kill everybody <laughs> yeah, relentlessly? Why are, we, why are we even having this conversation? Like we're Doug, we're, <laughs> you and I are not even 30 yet. And we're at a point where we're currently having, we're, we're, we always wondered where the future was like features now, baby. We're kind of here now, <laughs> just now, baby. Like, People think there's no no flying cars. People think there's no flying cars. It's not the future. I'm like, you couldn't trust people with those things anyway. Have you seen people drive? You want to to let them all fly? Like, well, fuck. Just wait until all we can do is breathe plastic from the air and the world and the attack Mm. dogs are chasing you down to your shelter pods. You know, (laughs) Black Mirror had it right. Because you forgot to wear your full face shield mask. Okay, his last quote. The uh, this the scientist, this expert who's warning us here says, quote, robots can save police lives. And that's a good thing. And then he says, no, of course. But we also need to be careful that it doesn't make our police forces more violent. (laughs) Oh, man, you imagine that, though, I can I can already see the police unions being like, this will protect our officers. Yeah. From all yeah. crime. <laughs> yeah. That's we can chase down it. those drug dealers that jump over fences that were too out of shape to chase and catch. Yeah, like as long as we're not in the line of harm, everybody fucking else can be. And that's great. That's think, just wonderful. You think people in the hood are scared of dogs now? Oof. Just wait. Just fucking wait. Wait till, wait till it's like 
480 pounds of technology and a and a 12 gauge just chasing people around neighborhoods. I can already see those like robotic legs with the inverted knees, you know, so they can. That's jump what higher. they look like. Yeah, I've got, exactly. Like, look That's at that. That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh my god. That's what it looks like. Yeah, like this is. Uh, yeah, this should, I'm sure fuck. this will turn out totally fine. Oh, just pleasant. Fuck. Fuck, man. Boy, I, I don't know. Okay, so keeping in the realm of animals. Okay. Uh, out in Anchorage, all right. So Anchorage, Alaska, Costco customers have a similar complaint here. Ravens have been stealing their groceries in the parking lot, specifically meat. Uh, so we've got multiple reports now spanning over the last couple months of these very, very, very fat ravens that work coordinated in teams and take people's groceries from them. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, dude. So this one family, the Jones, they had a pack of steaks. Uh, I guess it slid out of their cart and they didn't notice till he was ready to He emptied the entire cart and it was on the ground. He's like, oh, crap. Grabbed his steaks, put them in. Well, and when he gets home, he's unpacking his groceries and he looks at a steak container and one's missing. And he kind of has this snap realization when he's in the parking lot. He saw a fucking raven in the middle eating a steak and was like, that's kind of fucked up, but didn't even notice as he was grabbing his shit. Right. There's another woman. That a whole package of short ribs, this raven swooped in when she was in her car and actually grabbed and tried to fly away with. She ended up getting that one back. Another there, dude, even the, the ravens worked together and opened his pack and took one short rib out too, right? Like these things are these things are cunning, bro. It's not their first time. Okay, there's a few things. There's there's a few places my mind goes with this one, right? First, like the first one is what they're smart birds. Absolutely. Ravens are actually smart birds that know how to like do like they're the ones that know how to like use tools and shit, aren't they? Uh, it's usually crows that get crows. I'll we'll talk, talk about that in a second. Yeah. But still, ravens right. are, are intelligent birds, I think, as well. But the other place that it goes is that like, is this like I just can't help but think like, is this some like human beings are like destroying all their food supplies? So now they're like, yo, there's food here. These idiots they come walking out of this place and they always got like meat and shit. And, like probably little just column steal a, from little column B. It's probably so good there. Well, the, the reports are that the birds are actually pretty fucking like big. And the there's a wildlife biologist, uh, Rick Sano, <laughs> that said, he's like, they're not starving to death. Uh, quote unquote, the ravens actually okay. do very well in the city, but they much prefer, I would guess, a package of short ribs compared to a hamburger bun oh. from McDonald's. So they so they bulked they've up. Already they're like, I want better yeah, shit. Bro. <laughs> they're going for the steaks <laughs> and the ribs now. Yo, I gotta give a suit like no free shout outs, but a shout out here. I gotta say, uh, shout out to Costco on this one because they take back everything returned, right? I guess this, the one guy that got the one short rib taken got home, started marinating it, and his, told his wife about it. And she was like, honey, like that's fucking gross. Like, I don't want to eat those now. So he brought oh. them back already marinated, told them what had happened, and they were like, yeah, we're, we'll return that. <laughs> So they took them back Straight in the garbage, I'm guessing. Right. Oh, like, yeah. hundred percent. What do you get? Marinated open meat. Oh, just, yeah. Marinated bird, bird meat that they and you can't you know. go outside and fucking feed the ravens because they're already fat. And then they're going to evolve. The they're going to come back more. They like, come to the door and start yo, pecking. He's he's handing out marinated ribs. Holy shit. Fucking next thing you see, the ravens are in line for the dollar fifty <laughs> fucking hot dogs. Just hog, hog, hog. <laughs> keep them as pets. Fuck, that's hilarious. I don't know. Oh. That's it. Nature's turning. Nature's turning on us and gets a few wins every now and then. Smart then, motherfuckers, eh? man. They know yeah. what's up. They got yeah. little Ponzi schemes, bro. But here's here's the thing. Like we were talking about crows too. They're in, incredibly smart, man. And we can train them. And the coolest thing about yeah. crows, when I heard from this TED talk, is that like training them to benefit humans. So even though they're stealing meat from us, if we can actually figure out a way to like feed them but also get them to do a task for us it would be hugely beneficial so great point and example is uh crows so they're extremely intelligent they found that basically they were able to teach them that um 
you can use like small tools and coins and stuff like that in this vending machine. And what they would do is they would leave coins around this little birdhouse and the birds figured out that they could pick up the coins and drop it in and it would drop food out. So then they started slowly moving the coins farther and farther away. And the birds were gathering coins from all around the city to bring them back to this vending machine to put coins in to get food. So the idea was that if you can train them to do that, you can train them to pick up garbage maybe and potentially return it around uh... and then feed them so they can actually have a purposeful use in, in place, like harness that. So like everything right? else in human history, you... we need to learn how to enslave nature again Absolutely. for our personal use because we're Absolutely. too fucking lazy to do anything ourselves. Yeah, because we don't we just fucking throw trash on the ground you know yeah why don't we, we train birds to pick it up for us <laughs> like why don't I we can, just pick I, it up <laughs> like, yo we get to the point i can see guys just like throwing peanut shells there's like a bird following behind them like pick 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 yeah pick pick <laughs> you uh, know, so picking them up. we'll get we'll create robotic murder birds to do that oh that's next bro <laughs> that's we already got the drones uh, we, the got dogs. The drones, we got dogs bro. now we're gonna get yeah we got murder police dogs air ground what's next fucking vapor you're gonna get some like gaseous oh, form don't fucking robot any. this is chemical <sighs> warfare pretty much don't give them any ideas seeps through the cracks in your door uh, no oh god this world's <laughs> fucked man we're just completely fucked all right that's some like terminator shit yeah that's exactly that's literally i think the premise of it so um i got a story i was gonna uh, i wanted to share again um Again, sort of a just to make fun of we were we were making fun of social media figures mm -hmm. last time, uh, you know, in the form of an eight year old boy. But this time we're maybe going to up our we're going to punch a little higher this time. So, All right. I guess. It's All right. Hit him in the chin instead of the right. nuts, right? Instead of the children, saying? instead of instead of ridiculing children on the Internet. Um, so I'm I'm going to get my hair cut. Yeah. Uh, like last week, just before lockdown, got, got my fresh cut in again. So I go. I still go to the same place I've been going to since since we lived together. Honestly, dog, I've, I've been going there yeah, yeah. for years and I've had the same person for the past three years. So I'm like, I'm a creature of habit. So I'm standing waiting outside because when you get there, you got to call. Just wait outside. And there's this girl walking towards me as I'm waiting. And the girl who cuts my hair, she's literally just coming to the door. And right right when the door, she opens the door, this one girl walks by and kind of like just looks and like smiles and keeps walking. And so the girl cuts my hair. She's like, like funny story. I know that per I know that girl who just walked by. And so I come inside and she's telling me the story. And she's like, uh, she's like, she's a an Instagram girl. Oh, like okay. she's like uh she's like an actual, like one of those people. She's got like 80,000 followers, everyday pictures, you know, all like half naked. She's she's actually like that. She follows this girl because they went to the same gym together, and that the week before she had put something on her story. This girl's got no body fat, by the way. This Instagram girl, she's like okay. shredded shredded as much as a person you think could be but she ran an instagram story where she said this and i actually had my friend bridget text me the, the quote because i was like i need to know i need the actual quote again she said on her instagram story this year since it's swimsuit season she's like this year i want to get so skinny that other people are intimidated by me and my parents worry about me <laughs> okay whoa man whoa man i was gonna say at the intimidate thing i was like all right that's some super alpha like next level shit that's still kind of bitchy but my parents worry about me yeah i want to yeah. have it this year i want to have an eating disorder and lie to all my followers <laughs> so that they can get eating disorders and try to beat me there's there's one other tidbit that my friend told me she said this girl and i guess this is actually not just like i, I think this is a common tactic i've heard before but this girl went to California, I guess, like six months ago. And when she was there, she took a fuckload of pictures on the beach. Right. Of course. So she apparently still posts those and says that she lives in Los Angeles. 
Oh my god! So she Dude. goes, so- brings a bunch of different changes of outfit, goes to the beach, takes a bunch of bikini photos, showing off the bod, comes back and lives in this city here, this beautiful brimming, <laughs> oceanfront town I live in, and then does nothing but post the California pictures and claims she's a model in California, showing off her fitness bod. Is this where like, we're at? In, yes. In this is where we're at in 2021. Nothing is fucking real anymore. It's all a show. Shakespeare was, you know who was right? Fucking Shakespeare. Dog, Nailed I've been it. Saying this. I've been saying this. Nailed man. it. He like the probably the truest quote in the history of the world right now is, is all the world's a stage and we are merely its players. It's it's so fucking. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, let, let marinate that one a little bit. Here's the thing. How much money does she make from doing this? Seven. It's, I think it was. Uh, I saw her profile. She's got like 80,000 followers. So she probably makes a little bit of money. She probably like makes actually. a healthy little bit of coin from it. Yeah. Like probably not enough to not work a regular job, but enough to probably afford another few more trips to California. Probably. How's nobody know? blown her spot up yet to be like, this girl doesn't live in California. Who's going to fucking call you on that shit? I don't know. You get to a certain point, though. People see you. 80,000 people and, yeah, 80, and not big 15 of them know you actually in real life. All right. Well, here's a here's a proposition for you. Next episode, you're going to be a seven foot Russian <laughs> basketball player. And I am going to be a Malaysian oh housewife. <laughs> and okay. we are going to record in Saudi Arabia. No. And Doug, I mean, that's a terrible country. to Doug, you know, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, would have I don't think no I don't think there. our show would fly. Over. <laughs> yeah, I do not think that would go. I don't up. think the All Saudis right. would be big fans of us. I don't we'll, think we got uh, big we'll go, numbers in the UAE or anything like that. Or uh, we'll go we'll go over to Iraq. It's a little bit better over there. Yes, that's exactly it. But all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a bunch of pictures. OK, like okay. just chilling, you know, cool, like vibes, you know, different outfits and ha- you different hats and. You can, you know, I own one hat, but continue. I did, wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm surprised. There's a picture of me from when we lived together in college where I wore all your hats at once and there was like 23 of them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, we should post that. That's a great photo. I gotta I find I don't even know where it is anymore. I don't oh, that's see amazing. If I'm lucky enough to find that somewhere. But I fucking forgot that existed. But we're gonna take all these pictures of ourselves. And then you you got Photoshop skills. I'm still waiting to tap into those with you. I got some editing skills too. We'll just do nothing but like act like we live in like New York City. We're like live in Brooklyn and we're like fucking dad. We're, we're like we're all about like you know modern pop culture and like underground culture. We'll just pretend that we're two podcasters based out of somewhere else that are living doper lives and we'll just post pictures all the time and just think people into it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, or should we, should we do it satirically? Like today I'm in a coffee shop and ironic, you know, you know, in like in Seattle at this like hipster and like very obviously photoshopped, like sitting at a table, like <laughs> not in the, like the lighting is totally different. Like we just need a, we need to do a, like a quick photo shoot where we just get a bunch of ourselves in different positions, just poses like sitting, standing, pointing, laughing, angry shocked like just do like a full thing of that and then we'll just use them interchangeably stock photo yeah (laughs) yeah of course take our own stock photos damn it that's right that's right nothing's real anymore anyway fuck it nothing's real everything's fake fucking a nothing's real and the points don't matter right (laughs) as we stated before fucking a this summer gets so skinny that your parents worry about you Like what a fucking shout asshole. out to the kids. Shout out to the kids. Like seriously, god damn All right. man. Well, All I, right. I think uh, I think this woman's parents were worrying about her because she was okay. found naked in a storm drain. Whoo, 
check this one out. So coming out of Fort Lauderdale, of course, Florida. Fucking Florida, of course. Yeah. Of course, right? So this uh, this woman, Lindsay Kennedy, uh, she was found naked and alive, thankfully, in this storm drain in Delray Beach. So she's 43 years old. Uh, around 9 a.m. last Tuesday morning, uh, one heard some screams coming from these graded storm drain near her on Atlantic Avenue and 11th. Uh, looks down, sees a naked, like, disheveled woman screaming for help. Obviously calls the fire department. They come up, uh, remove the storm grate, and actually get her and get her out safely and sound. So... Obviously, the, the police are saying, you know, where the hell, how the hell did you get into here? They talked to her, and basically, she was swimming out in the canal and found Whoa. a doorway near a shallow part of the canal, went through the door, spotted a tunnel inside that, and then oh, followed God. that tunnel, and eventually kept following more tunnels, and then realized that she was fucking lost. So now this woman was lost for like three days, completely gone, uh, ends up found and alive. Now, I, I struggle to read this because my first immediate thought as I think about it is, what the fuck are you thinking? Isn't that your, have you not seen it? Like, you don't go near sewer. You don't do that shit. Also, you know you're immediately going to get lost. Also, I'm scared I'm going to stumble upon some sh- fucking shit pipes and get blasted. And lo- yeah. like, fuck well, like, that, man. Catch that, a fucking disease from the, from whatever water you're crawling around. Like, that's my worst nightmare, dude. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Lindsay Kennedy? You're 43 every, years old. What the fuck are you every doing? Every time, every time I hear a story like this, all I can think is, is, um, what goes through your head when you suddenly realize that this is how you're going to die? That like you walk, you're like, ooh, curious, and you're walking, ooh, I should, what's through here? And next thing you know, you're like, I'm lost in the dark in an underground sewer, and no one's ever gonna find me. You're Panic. just like, yeah, like in, in 20 years, there's gonna be some cable TV documentary about whatever happened to this. It'll be wrapped up like a murder mystery, and it's like, nope, she, she's in a pipe somewhere because she got lost. Like, sorry, like it's not ooh. some murder mystery. Like, like what do you think in the like when you're walking around for three days? Like, oh my god, I can't believe this is. Dude, that's you one know. of my greatest fears is to like it being in one of those places and like dying like an idiot or... or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I was a kid, uh, the creek we played at, there's a bridge that goes up to my school. I'm talking when I was like 11 or 12. Right. And there's a bridge that goes up there. And under the bridge is a sewage. Well, not it's not a sewage pipe, but it's a waterway that leases nice. out into the creek. And people are always like, yo, like let's grab lights and climb into there. And I was adamantly like, no, yeah. uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like, I am not fucking going in there. No thanks. Y'all, I'll go home. I don't even give a fuck. Y'all are cool, but I am not going in there. Period. If y'all die, I'll tell the police where you went so they can find your ass. But I am not going in there. Oh, that's like my worst nightmare, dog. You get stuck or something or hit a blockage or like, what if there's a fucking crazy crackhead in there eight miles down that's like messed out and it's like, you know, like you stumbled upon his house. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Which we know for you is has happened before. Oh, yeah. Right. It's... Stumbling into people's makeshift homes, homes. is a special talent oh, of yours. God. Oh, my God. You know? God. Well, I don't know, man. That's like, yeah, I think I don't think anybody's going to argue on the fear of being trapped in a in a dark sewage system or something. Exactly. So you have the knowledge to not go into those. Fuckers <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when you that's... don't know what you're doing. So exactly. I don't know what the fuck this lady was doing. Exactly. Maybe she was crawling in, in pipes when she was a kid. You know, who knows? Maybe. Either maybe. way, she just got maybe she just got down like that. I don't know. Who are we to judge? Shout out to the oh. fi- shout out to everybody that got her out safely and thank God you're fucking alive. But good yeah. God, Darwin, uh, Darwin, your theory fell <laughs> yeah, through there, got buddy. A, he got a day off that day. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, all right. A man in Georgia was waiting on his final paycheck from his disgruntled ex-employer. Quite the surprise. While he was waiting for this paycheck to wake up one morning and find 500 pounds of oil covered pennies dumped in his driveway. <laughs> in Jesus the- Christ. dude. Yeah. So Andreas Flatten of Georgia filed his two weeks notice in November with his employer, but his boss at Walk- Walker Luxury Auto Works 
Miles Walker, Mr. Walker himself, apparently, was very upset by the development of, of Andreas quitting. So Flatten reportedly left the job due to a toxic work environment, but Walker claimed that the $915 that was still owed to him would be delivered in January. Now, the money never came. So Flatten contacted the Georgia Department of Labor, filed a complaint, wants his fucking last paycheck, obviously. So <laughs> a couple months after that, 504 pounds of oily pennies dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Walker, the employer, when asked about the pennies, told the news outlet that he couldn't really recall if he had dumped those coins. <laughs> quote, he got paid. That's all that matters. End quote. <laughs> so first of all, uh, somebody, I remember they thought it was a bomb because he sent in his payment for a bill in one state in pennies. And they were like, <laughs> they treat it like a bomb. But it turns out uh, in certain states, it's actually illegal to pay bills over certain certain amounts and pennies and things like that. Um, so I don't know if in, in Georgia, that's totally legal tender because it is coinage. However, let's be, let's be let's be real here. Fuck this guy. Man. You don't want to pay me my last paycheck and then you're going to get soaked in oil and pennies like dog. But on, the bro. best the best part of it is that they ask him, like, did you do this? And he was like, I don't I remember. Don't, but I he recall. got paid. <laughs> like, sitting back, like, <laughs> did you do it? Got no, his I, money. I didn't say I did it. I just said he got paid. <laughs> Roll that up, motherfucker. How petty do you have to be? How long would that take for you to get all those pennies? Because you okay. hundred and four pounds. Of well, pennies. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So you'd have to call the bank and get rolls, right? You'd have to. This is unless... easy math, dog. This is easy math. Nine hundred and fifteen dollars. So he got ninety one thousand yeah. five hundred pennies. <laughs> ninety one thousand pennies. How do you do that, dog? What can Yo, you, you do would... first? Do you what think bank, what, what bank has nine? Oh, I guess 915. Rolls let me ask really... you this, Matt. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think takes longer? Rolling 91,000 pennies or eating 68 hot dogs? <laughs> I think rolling the pennies. I think rolling the pennies. You got to eat 68 hot dogs, but you can't throw up. How long? Like this 91,000 pennies take you a week? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you okay. think you can roll 1,800 rolls of pennies in an hour? 1800 rolls of pennies yeah because i'd be nine they're 50 cents a roll that's like 915 bucks so just easy so 1830 rolls in an hour no No. there's no fucking way in hell joey chestnut can put down 73 hot dogs in an hour okay (laughs) that's all i want you to okay but for regular people uh uh like if a a regular if i had to ask you you have two choices let's say you get a million dollars if you can complete the challenge (laughs) You that either get to so horrible. You either get to roll ninety one thousand five hundred pennies, okay, or you can eat whatever it is seventy two hot dogs. New listeners have no idea what we're. Referring how long? To. So how, do I have a time limit or is a task no, complete? Just strict uh, task complete. How about how about the the way you win the competition is is you ra- whatever one you pick you race somebody else to do the other one and whoever does oh, it first wins God. okay the pennies then because even <laughs> if i lose i don't feel i don't like die it's like oh i lost <laughs> oh no oh no the other guy over there is dying you just have to eats. wash your hands what if they're oil is that dogs. is that is that part of the competition do you think oh, they have to be oily man. pennies well no not in this com not in our our scenario but i'm thinking about this guy's scenario that means he had 1800 rolls of pennies that they cracked open and fucking oiled up. Yeah, where did he get the penny? Whose job is it to oil? Like he must. He, this guy, if you're doing this, that, was premeditated. You... Oh yeah, dude. Doc, That's... how long it took him to pay the guy? He was thinking about this for months, getting all the pennies, like just amassing them up. 
<laughs> Doug, this is why he was like, I'll pay you by January because he was probably like, I could probably get 90,000. It's going to take me a while, bro, but I'm going to have to. I can only get 100 from my bank a week, buddy. It took Just, me, uh, give me, it some took me two time. more months, but here's your fucking paycheck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and by yeah. the way, I, so I poured a bunch pennies. of canola oil on it before I. Uh, oh, dude, like you're, you're fucked. You can't use that cash. No. Like, what you do you do? You just put it in a people. You just hose your driveway down for like a week? Like, yeah, and then contaminate the fucking, kill right. all your grass from the oil. Yeah. Contaminate the sewers. Slip, you know? slip when you're trying to walk out the, well, you couldn't even use your driveway. That's a lot of pennies, bro. That's a lot of pennies. That's a lot of fucking pennies. 91,000 pennies. <laughs> That's one way to get by in this life, man. 91,000 pennies. <sighs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. So. Next up, in an absurd amount of something, uh, okay. French monks are currently locked down with 2.8 tons of cheese because they can't sell it due to the coronavirus. So their demand for their product has obviously gone way down. People aren't coming to visit their monastery here out in Burgundy. So what they've done is okay. launch this emergency sale online to try to get rid of all their fine artisanal cheeses since COVID's keeping the buyers away. Now, I have you know, these are some award-winning motherfucking cheesemakers, bro. These guys came second in an international food and drink competition last year. They ball hard, bro. They okay. ball hard. So the Chateau Abbey, or Chateau, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm I'm a white guy who tries to speak French. but uh, I thought you did speak a little French. Uh, dude, I'm come see, come so I'm like really partial. I can do the fucking, <laughs> I can do the fucking accent here. But like, oh, I see you remember, I, I like most fluid. of us, you remember fifth grade French. Wow. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah bro i spent my time in french class trying to learn how to say absurd things like i smoke crack and i work in the library oh, God. like the i just i don't know you. why i was a stu oh they did dude i okay let me finish the story and i'll quick segue. okay okay, okay so the, these monks are locked up right now they've got four thousand giant wheels of cheese bro 2.8 tons of this shit now, a good quote from their marketing monk. I love I love the fact that they have a marketing guy who's a fellow monk. Uh, he says, we tried explaining to our 75 cows that they needed to produce less milk, but they don't seem to have understood, joked brother Jean-Claude. So okay. these guys are pleading for people to come buy more of their cheese. Dude, do you know how much cheese 2.8 tons is? That's a lot of fucking cheese, dog. I mean, that's what, like two elephants worth of cheese? Is that what that is? Like, I don't know. How much does elephant weigh? I thought they weighed. I thought they weighed tons. An elephant weighs a ton. I don't know. My Uzi weighs a ton. That's the first thing that pops <laughs> in my head. I listen to too much rap. <sighs> but yes, yeah. that's a lot of fucking cheese, my friend. So, so they need to hook somebody everybody. up with like they need to hook somebody up, hook them up with like a cracker guy now, right? Like there's got to be somebody in the need, world right? who's got like a shortage of crackers, and they need to just trade half their half their stock. Sorry, too many crackers. They got to you know? call up Triscuit. Yeah, they got to call up Triscuit. They got to do the KFC thing. You know, brand fusion. <sighs> Modest, brand fusion I'm sorry, indeed. a marketing monk. Yes, a marketing monk named <laughs> Jean-Claude. <laughs> a marketing monk named Jean-Claude with a sense of humor. If that isn't a great television character in the waiting. You know? I was about to say, this guy sounds like a TV character, eh? For sure, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> Jean-Claude, you could. Oh, and he'd be like the fan favorite, even though he only has like 8% of the show's lines. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He had to be recurring. You know, what he'd be guys? an excellent in small doses character. Yeah. Yeah, secretly a eunuch, you know, he fills that void. Right. And then people can make a bunch of awful jokes to him all the time. <laughs> well, wow, it really yeah. spun out of control quickly. <laughs> no, he's, I'm talking, he's Varus, bro. He's just, okay, give him that rule. Everybody loves him. Okay. Okay. Everybody loves okay. Varus. Okay. My favorite okay. spinoff series, by the way. <laughs> Everybody loves Varus. 
God, fucking eunuch monk roast getting yelled at by his Italian parents. Right. It's <laughs> where we'll really know that uh, you know Hollywood's out of ideas. What was your French story though? You were finishing your French okay, class. Okay, okay, okay. So this reveals what kind of person slash student slash kid I was. I, I was a good kid. All right, I, I did well in school. We went on a trip to Quebec, uh, going skiing in grade seven or eight. It's an optional trip. I opted in, you know, because I, I ball hard like that. So we go to St. Denis. Our French teacher is one of the chaperones, okay? So the whole bus ride, dude, we stopped at like a gas station. And in the bathroom, they had, you know, they sell like mints and like condoms and stuff like that. Well, I bought some mints. And they come in this like vial tube. this like little like see-through tube. And I'm like, this looks right. like fucking crack. A vial so tube, the- not, a, not a vial tube, right? Like... It- <laughs> like a tube that is the shape of a vial not a disgusting tube that makes correct yes up. correct thank you good luck thank to you. people so, learning english because this language sucks yes, a lot of language ways. is so difficult Continue. So I, I buy these things and i look at it i'm like holy fuck it's like a crack vial or something so we eat all the mints and i put rock salt in it okay oh god <laughs> i put rock salt in this thing so i'm on the bus and i'm like shaking it around joking like yo like because I'm obviously, you know, a 12-year-old white kid in Ontario who lives in the suburbs, and I'm totally hard hard done by, and I got to sell drugs right. to get by. Right. So I like, try to sell crack to my friends jokingly, right? And it's funny. It's hilarious, right? It's hilarious. Even my teacher is, like, kind of laughing, being like, all right, like, dog, like, lay off. Like, come on. Come on. It's like, <laughs> funny, but, like, a little much kind that's, of thing, right? That's the Durham Region School Board for you right there. <laughs> Matt's so- over there pretending to sell crack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just cut it out, you crazy kids. Yeah, so I go. I do this for a while, right? And then later on, uh, we went to we went to McDonald's. I think on the on like stopped because it was a long bus ride. And I I made a joke about Ronald McDonald being Ronald the MacDonald. That's all I said. <laughs> she, my teacher, dude, lost it. Fucking lost it. Told me I was a racist and that her mulatto friend would not appreciate hearing me say Ronald the MacDonald. Yeah. The so now that I'm older. Yes, I said Ronald the McDonald. I'm like, Ronald's okay. a pimp. Yo, it's Ronald the McDonald. She like immediately flipped out, obviously, probably because I was pushing her buttons, trying to sell crack on the bus as a, you know, rock. This was a bridge too far for her now. Apparently, This was so. a bridge. To, I had gone too far. Right. But she went off on this tirade and this rant about her mulatto friend would not appreciate that and how that it was racist and stuff like that. And as a kid, like she put me on, quote unquote, okay. timeout. I had to sit by myself on the bus for a while. Now, as an adult, looking back on this and having this discussion with you, I am not the one that said anything racist. She's the one that took it to that fucking place and, and attributed that to that. I, I didn't well, say anything about that. I, I unless I unless I don't I which very She's very likely wrong. I don't understand some sort of meaning behind the <laughs> calling somebody a Mac like as He's a pimp. Yeah, you know, I, I was saying he was a pimp. I'm like it's the McDonald, bro. It's Ronald the McDonald. How was that racist? Exactly. The implication exactly. that pimp, what is her implication that pimps are of a certain ethnic? Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Yes. And well, then she be. told me she's like, "How do you think my mulatto best friend would yeah. respond to you like, saying why would they the care? McDonald's. What is that saw to me? You should oh, like, if only you had been able to like articulate myself and oh, not be a 12 year be like oh yeah like, excuse me are you trying to attribute black people to oh. being pimps you are the racist one here exactly i could have totally then you would have gotten suspended for sure uh, did you just did, did a child just correct me and with a logical argument you're fucking and 
And here's the thing. How do I go to my mother, let's say, and be like, okay, listen, I need you to write a letter to the school because this is a situation that's going on. I got suspended for a And the teacher did this. But then the teacher comes back with the story saying, yeah, he was also trying to fake sell crack on the bus. So like it wouldn't have worked out well for me, okay? No, because then they're going to like, they're going to send your mom a message and be like, Matt's both pretending to sell crack and then talking about pimps. What's going on? Like, is there... Dude, my mom would have killed me. <laughs> Literally fucking killed me, bro. Uh, uh, Trying to get me away from that shit. That's the whole reason we live in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Shit. Goodness shit. gracious. Oh, man. I'm glad you turned I out okay no in the end. I made no successful sales. However, it was a good joke. <laughs> that, is, that was a pretty good joke. Oh, geez. Jeez Louise. You got any drug-related stories, buddy? I, I don't, but I have somebody who's in need of advice. Ooh, okay. So this is uh, this is from an advice column I found, but I, I frankly don't care about what those people have to say. I want to ask you, Matt. Next. I'm, I boy. am now Dr. Matt. Dr. Matt. All right. Someone's in need. So I'm going to read you their letter, and you're going to tell me what you think. Well, right? what are so their needs? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think your problem is? (laughs) Okay. So here's the question. The title is my mother-in-law's big lie. So my wife and I have a three-year-old with a rare genetic condition that makes him extremely vulnerable to respiratory illnesses. Okay. He nearly died of croup. I don't know what that is. Died of croup when he was only a year old. Croup? Croup? I I don't know. I think it's croup. Okay. So anyways, due to his medical history, my wife and I have taken the risk of COVID poses to him very seriously. And we've been fully locked down since the start of the pandemic. Luckily, he seems to be thriving in quarantine. Although our extended family hasn't been able to physically interact with him. We keep them regularly updated with photos, videos, FaceTime, Zoom, all that stuff. So, however, we've recently come to learn that my wife's mother has been telling strangers that her grandson died of COVID. What the fuck? She's a retired widow who spends a lot of her day arguing in the comment sections of Facebook posts. Oh, boy. And when she's arguing about the severity of COVID, she has repeatedly claimed that it took the life of her grandson, which, as you might expect, tends to shut down the exchange that's going on in the comment section. The first time my wife saw this, she privately messaged her mother about it, who conceded that it was a rash debate tactic and promised not to do it again. However, not only has she continued to make the claim in subsequent arguments, she's been receiving notes of sympathy from her friends who see the exchanges. Oh, my God. This has been fairly distressing for my wife, who is dreading the day that one of our mutual friends sees her mother's comments and asks us about them. Is this something we should just let go? Or is it worth escalating the issue? This is like a, this is a, you have a one final chance. I'm coming at you with an ultimatum. You ever fucking utter this again? We're completely cutting you off kind of shit. This just, just like that. Nah, dude, that is too far. That is too fucking far. First of all, as a parent, you're trying to say that my kid's dead. Like I'm already mad. Second of all, you're my mother or mother-in-law and you're telling other people this shit. You're supposed to be the fucking kid's grandmother. How am I going to ever trust leaving this kid with you in any way, shape or form? That's some fucked up shit, dude. I'm not even trying to be funny. That's fucked up. Right. That is some woe is me. Give me some sympathy. Uh, And she got a little bit of it. And I bet you she probably fucking rolled with it, too. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's It's been so difficult. Nothing is real. Since Timmy passed. 
Yeah, like some like, this is what I mean about the internet. Nothing is fucking real here. Wow, like, I'm mad now, dude. Like, like this woman's yeah. like this some woman being like, My poor grandson is his week long. He passed of COVID, and there's it's like you fucking lying sack of shit. Oh like, my motherfucking god, man. What's wrong with people, dude? Yeah, my advice for this couple here, like whoever so it's the it's the husband's it's the mother, husband. Right? Yes, yeah. It's the hu- uh, no, no, it's the, the wife's, wife's it's 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 the husband who sent it in, it's the wife's mother. Okay, it's the wife's mother. As the husband and the wife, you got to talk together and be like, yo, you need to talk to your mom one final time. You already did. Like, there's this is not going to be a, oh, it's no big deal thing. This is like a, I won't let you see my grandson kind of shit. Like, that, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like that just is a way about too that clout, deep of a shot. Eh? I got to win this Facebook argument. I'll oh, pull out whatever fucking weapon I have to. That's fucking brutal. You bro. son and of a bitch. Have I told you about my not dead grandson? And this is why I don't argue in comments. Oh, God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. She's probably getting, and she's getting sympathy from people. She's getting. Yeah. When the sympathy starts coming in, when people start being like, God, I'm so sorry to hear like prayers for you and your family. Like now, like the fact that you can push through that and then keep going and be like, yes, thank you. Like what a nightmare. Think about that. You're the mother. COVID has passed now. It's two years later. You're in a girl. You're in the Walmart with your five year old just passing through. And then one of those old ladies that knows your your mother in law on Facebook sees you. Oh, it's like, like oh, who's this? You're like, like your kids. Like, what is this? And then starts probably getting mad at you. And then you have to like defend yourself. Right. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the kind of shit that would happen. Or they're saying like the kid actually has serious conditions and serious like risk factors and all that. I'm like, what if God forbid something does happen to the kid, and then like he did die, and then like your mom's like, well, I've been. Like what happens when they post the obituary and people are like, how come you're putting this up now? I thought he died like a year ago. They're like, no, he sounds actually like this, passed. Like sounds like this fucking self-centered bitch. Like when the kid would actually die, would be like, say some shit like to the daughter, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not as sad as you. I've already grieved over this. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm having a whoa. difficult time with the fact that I've already grieved over this death and that I don't feel anything and it's hurting yeah. me. And you so Dr. Matt, me. Dr. Matt's verdict is cut her out. Get get I you know what? Please leave, please leave. I don't even want to do this show. Please leave the stage. <laughs> right. Everybody applauds. <laughs> like you're some fucking righteous bastard, Doctor Phil, for inviting yeah. someone onto your television show to immediately kick them off. Have you ever Condescend- seen that? Yeah, I actually uh, have. He did it to the bumfights.com guy. Like he brings out the bumfights.com owner. This guy comes out, sits down on the stage. They show the bumfights videos. And then he just looks at Dr. Phil and like the crowd's like, oh, and he just looks at the bum fight guy and goes, I, I, I'm going to ask you to leave, please. And the guy's like, I can't what? help you. Like, what? He's like, you're, you're not worth my time kind of thing. And the crowd's like clapping. Like, yeah, you, you tell him, Dr. Phil, you tell yeah. him, like, isn't Dr. Phil like a fucking fraud, too? Probably. Like, isn't he like dude, not a doctor? Like, probably. There's a Dr. Oz. One of them's a one no, of Dr. A Oz is a legitimate fraud. I and actually it's don't Dr. Think... Phil. Isn't it? Dr. Phil's the lying sack of shit who's playing I, a character, isn't he? I think he just he's a psychologist who I think he has a PhD in psychology, but then just plays up a TV character for the most part. Right. Like, okay. it's a TV show because I heard him on. I actually heard him on a, the joe rogan podcast and it was hilarious to hear dr oh. phil swear and be a half normal person he says shit and it's like a fucking hysterical just because you're like that's dr fucking phil man <laughs> like what do you- i've only ever heard that on south park or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't swear you're dr phil you're dr phil right you yell at people who swear condescending tones you can get, tones. Out. You can get Condes- out but yeah anyway anywho what's next all right do you want shrinking penises or no water to voters um 
<laughs> well, so judging by the time, I think I think we've got time for one more. So let's end with shrinking penises. Let's do as we always do and finish strong, shall we? All right. Well, this one really comes to no surprise, which makes me very sad. That's where the article. Okay. <sighs> penises are shrinking because of pollution. Warns <laughs> environmental scientists. Now, a leading epi- epidemiologist. That's a hard word, man. I always struggle. Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Let's try to say it fast. You know, epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Motherfucker. It's gonna be our Mar rap group name. Epi- epi- epidemiology. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Lyrical, miracle, spherical, individual, criminal. Well, I mean, your swimming pool. Um. So anyway, so this leading epidemiologist and an environmentalist have. Uh, I can't even talk now, dude. <laughs> His word is killing me. Come on, me. buddy. Come on buddy finish strong you got it and an environmental scientist have published a book together which basically examines the links between industrial chemicals and penile length now dr shanna swan's book it's called countdown uh says we're altering the human reproductive development and threatening our future due to the increase in pollutants that we're taking into our bodies um the main main uh victim or sorry the main uh, villain here is the i can't even say this word man flathates which are basically uh the, okay. one of the chemicals that are used in uh, plastic manufacturing it's the stuff that allows it to be bendable phthalates fa- i think it's probably phthalates. oh there's oh okay so so this is like the chemicals the, that in plastics that are in every plastic everything, is literally in everything, in everything on in the everything. earth everything. now yep. is now making our dick small <laughs> yep so it, it uh it, yeah pretty much everything all the microplastics and all the water that we drink nature, and the fish that just we when eat. you thought nature couldn't get us back any better nature's like oh yeah you want to really see some you want a next one <laughs> So I guess this stuff affects how endocrine is produced, which is obviously a terrible, terrible, terrible thing for the human body if you don't have your proper hormones regulating your development. Um, So the pollution is leading to increased erectile dysfunction, fertility decline, and growing numbers of babies with smaller penises. Um, It says that in one of her papers that she quotes in the book here, one of the papers that she wrote, um, that the study between chemicals and the relation between sperm count in men, it's actually dropped about 59% between 1973 and 2011. Directly linking it back to these plastics, bro. Oh my God. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. So all your microwave and our Tupperware and getting spaghetti stains and hanging on to those things, it's coming back to bite us, bro. Quite literally. Shrinkage. Wow. George Costanza's wow. got multiple issues now, bro. Wow. I, I mean, 50, 59%? Yep. 59%. Oh, this is like, overall, this is like down. children of men. Yes. Yes, it is. Like, this is yes, like world is, global infertility thing. Like, this is a, this is, fuck. Now, here's the thing we're still <laughs> reproducing at a pretty vast rate, but are we going to hit a point here where there's a ceiling where it's like, oh, oh, now, you know, you're getting more birth defects, you're getting less successful, you're having this or that? Yes. But women's fertility rates are also going down too due to this, right? So it's going to be a double edged sword. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I mean, we're we I mean, we're already like cloning things in labs. And this is you know what it is, is I, I think I saw I, I this isn't a story I brought, but I think I did see something the other day that there's uh, something about the way they're able to like genetically make babies in tubes or something now. And I'm like, this is this is Brave New World, right? Yeah, that we're there. everybody we in the in world is world. you don't you just don't reproduce the, the everybody just gets made in a factory and assigned a category and then you live your whole life that way. Like, mm-hmm. That's the two books that always get compared to like our 1984 and Brave New World because they're both sort of imaginings, opposite imaginings of the future. And I'm like, they're both right. 
it's not either or they both elements of both are exactly where we're headed where we already are your your amazon your vans are watching you drive your your work computers are watching you work you know your dick's getting smaller you're trying to cash your oily pennies for for your food rations i cannot accept your pennies they are filled with oil the pennies you are using are too oily (laughs) please try again please hose them off and try again do you think Uh, that guy needs a shitload of like dawn laundry or dawn hand soap like do you think he just went to walmart and was just like took the whole shelf yo there's gonna be the next you know like the arms of the angels commercials (laughs) it's gonna be somebody washing a. (laughs) you're gonna see like washing a duck in an oil spill with dawn and the next one's gonna be this guy in his driveway scrubbing scrubbing the pennies the arms of an angel him crying (laughs) that guy's gonna go to you know like you go to grocery store and there's the the change counting machines that guy's oh, gonna God. that guy's gonna have to get there at like 8 a.m when the doors open and just be like i'm sorry this is not being used today by anybody else it's i have ninety-one thousand pennies yeah it's fucking yo imagine the, the receipt printer breaks <laughs> like, hey, fuck no there's no way it, dude the machine is the size of a vending machine if you come in with like a trolley of pennies they just don't fit in there there's a volume <laughs> limit <laughs> we need to call somebody to take the pennies you've already put in and then start again oh man so so all of our wieners are, are shrinking yeah we're gonna need people are gonna start to feel tough. fucking you know uh prejudiced against and prosecuted so they're gonna have to have like a smaller fucking eggplant emoji put into iphones now no you know what's gonna happen this is this is <sighs> i'm trying to do as many callbacks as i can here at the end this is gonna just lead us back into our robot world like men are gonna all pair off with their female robots and women because the men all have like baby dicks now because of the plastic <laughs> pollution they're like i'm just gonna take my mechanical man boyfriend instead whose extendo dick can fucking do all the shit you Dude, wimps can't ever like, <laughs> this is a future in which bobby boucher reigns supreme right. <laughs> <laughs> i am the new superpower call me needle digger let's <laughs> <laughs> try to figure out where that joke was going i just really couldn't uh, trouble dick, staying with needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Stop making fun of me. <laughs> oh, back when Adam Sandler was good on film. Actually, Uncut Gems wasn't bad. I have to be honest. It was. Uh, I mean, most people like that movie just because there was a lot of Kevin Garnett. Yo, it was perfect movie for Kevin Garnett, man. Pretty much. Good. You know, it's supposed to be Joel Embiid in that, eh? Yeah. It was, but yeah, no, I, I KG. I think. That's what I mean. I'm like, eh. If it had been, if somebody was like, it's got Joel Embiid in it, I would have been like, really? If there's anybody that I'm Garnett scared is going to kill me for not returning their million dollar stones, it would be Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Joel Embiid would just Kevin cry Garnett. like a baby after losing Game Seven. You wouldn't be able to understand. Woo! Put my jewels. I'd be like, what? Say it again. Where Kevin Garnett's barking at me like DMX, <laughs> screaming at like, Jesus Christ. Hey. hey. Prayers up, for yo! Prayers boy. up for DMX. He apparently free my boy. That's right. That's that's <laughs> my guy. Bo- right. You are a big fan, or you always seem to be. Well, he's a sh- I'm a big fan of the artist, not the person. Okay. He's flawed. We all have our issues, but his kids hate him for a reason. That's all you I'm can't uh, you can't say disrespectful shit about a man no. who's fighting for his life now. So yeah, absolutely. Show some respect as we as we sign off for the episode. But prayers up to the Rudolph superstar. <laughs> okay, that'll do. That'll do. This has been episode. What? Episode 27 of the fucking A podcast. My name is Dan. This is Matt. I don't think we introduced ourselves at the start of the episode today. So Matt and Dan, if you didn't know who was who, then it's not. It's really not. I am him and he is I. Okay. (laughs)
We are one we symbiotic are one. robot killing team. One ro- dog robot, murderous dog robot killing team. Canada's funniest podcast. All games, no practice. Here to I'm chase so, you down with mechanized yeah. hounds. <laughs> hey. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Forget forget <laughs> giving every homeless person a, a fucking a t-shirt. We're going to just build fucking a robot dogs to chase people down and get people yeah, to listen. This is going to be our Jeff Bezos like transition. We're going to go from like, is it ethical if we give homeless people good clothing to, to brand to like, okay, dude, so I've hired these attack dogs to chase down homeless people <laughs> and force them to listen. <laughs> uh, but it's okay because like I've really revolutionized the podcasting game. So everything I do is now acceptable pretty absolutely, much. Absolutely. CEO of the podcast game, son. Number on one. that Bezos life. Number Anyways, one in your ears. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, you can always email the podcast at fnehpodcast at gmail.com. Thoughts, comments, concerns, pure hate mail. Uh, whatever you got, McDonald's coupons for Matt because he's working hard out in these I'm streets. Take them. Um, take you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. Uh, fucking a pod. Fucking a podcast. Podcast. It's the full word. Uh, you know, keep up with us. Get in touch. Reach out. Be friendly. We're friendly. I'd say for the most part. Are I'd, we? Say you're, I'd say you're friendly, considering you, you interact more than I do. <laughs> well, it's because I actually log into the social media accounts every now and then. I don't think yeah. you even know what the password is. I know. I know. <laughs> so if I die, you can't tell our listeners. Don't worry. I'll just bury you inside the jewelry store. Flex you off. I'll give you a good send-off, buddy. That's how I want to be. What was my... Fire me into the sun or something. Yours yeah, puts a trebuchet into I want to a brick be trebuchet, wall. Yes, I want to splat. I want to hit a target. Break my trebuchet. Larry doesn't care. Jump so high, grow a beard in the air. Jump over anything, even Times Square, yelling long-legged Larry for mayor. Here, here. Now once upon a time, there was a princess in a cell. In the tower of a castle, through a forest on a hill. Half the men that ever sought her out had fallen ill. All the men that ever tried to climb the wall had fell. Handful gather at the base of the place. Each claim way braver than the bravest you faced. Bunch of dingbats yapping about saving the day. Touchdown safe, show the lady back to her peeps. If you listen real close, you can still hear the streets. Go Larry, go Larry, go, go, go Larry, go Larry, go Larry, go, 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 go. Yeah, Larry's on the case. Jump so high, pluck a star out of space. Jump over anything, even Salt Lake. Jump into the mosh pit, jump out of a cake. Now once upon a time, there was a circus in town. Some went for the cotton candy, some for the clowns. But the high wire act was the most profound. Had a poodle on a unicycle, rose in her mouth. 10 o'clock show, get the poodle in position. 
10 seconds in the unicycle starts tipping at a poodle barely clinging to the wire buyer mittens but what the heck is that thing in the distance ribbit long-legged larry a sight for sore eyes known to give a dog a ride seconds after he arrives touchdown safe give her some kibbles and raw hide if you listen real close you can still hear the mob go larry